Good morning, wherever you are. My name is Morgan Dixon. I'm one of the co-founders of Girl Trek, and I just want to personally welcome you to today's Walk and Talk. Vanessa, are you there? I sure am. Welcome, everyone. I am pouring, sweating. Somebody is out there. You just walk by somebody who's cussing. <laughs> that is the tenor of the streets right it's real now. On these DC streets. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Listen, there are thousands of you calling in from across the country, and you better believe that our footsteps pounding the pavement, the oxygen that is pumping through our breath together collectively in solidarity matters. You better believe that we are stomping out a solution for our own lives, that we are bringing health to our bodies, to our minds, to our families, to our communities with every step we take. And we take steps in reverence and in honor of all of the women who walked before us. And listen, when that man started acting crazy last night, we switched gears in the middle of the night and we said we have to celebrate the greatest of all times, the best grassroots organizer in the history of America and her name is Ella Baker. So today we will be talking about Ella Baker. We will let her words guide us. The song that you just heard was Sweet Honey in the Rock. It is in today's Black Power playlist. I just listened to the playlist as I was out on my own walk. Like I even ran. I was just feeling the fury. I hate running. I was like, let me get this on out, Vanessa. I was just like, get it out. <laughs> and that playlist is it, or, um, yes. Sweet Honey in the Rock. The beautiful women's group um, uh, sang a song dedicated to Ella Baker. And that was that song. It is called Ella's Song. And the refrain is, we who believe in freedom shall not rest. And it's what we want to talk about today. How you doing, Vanessa? I think I'm doing, I'm assuming like many of the folks who have called in from all over, just a mix of um, exhaustion, a mix of emotions. I'm feeling 
overwhelmed, I'm feeling sad, but I'm actually um, feeling prepared and ready. So for all of you who are out there and you've called in today because you maybe needed some hope, you might have needed some inspiration, maybe you need some direction, you are in the right place. There were thousands of women yesterday, Morgan, who, and I was talking about this earlier today with you um, and our team, they literally shifted the atmosphere in this country. Everyone who has been walking on day one, everyone who just came to share some energy. And so I'm here to give and receive in this moment. I do believe, and I'm so grateful that we changed to talk about Ella Baker. We are literally continuing her legacy and we literally are continuing the legacy of our foremothers, our pure survival, our pure breathing of air, our pure walking, our continuing to hug, smile, love, show up for each other and ourselves. This is the resistance movement. So I'm so happy to be talking about Ella today. So if you're just dialing in for the first time, we want to just go over a quick couple of things. We definitely want you to be walking with us today because actually every step you take is the movement. It's how we start to heal our bodies, reclaim the streets of our neighborhoods, and inspire our daughters. So even if you've never walked with Girl Trek before, go grab some sneakers. It doesn't even matter what you have on. It's chaos out there, so just, it don't matter what you have on. Put on some sneakers grab some earbuds, put them in your ears. It's never too late. If you can walk 10 minutes, if you can walk around the block, if you can walk around your parking lot or your driveway, it doesn't matter. Just we want you to get fresh air pumping through your body. We want you to get vitamin D and sunshine. We want you to begin to train to be able to sustain yourself for the months and the years ahead. The months and the years ahead are going to be beautiful because we are going to create a world that we want to live in. So I want you to be prepared to live in that world. Please practice all safety guidelines. If you need to wear a mask, wear a mask. Please be socially distant. I, man, the coronavirus is making a surge. I just um, saw on the news in, in California. So please be safe. If you're going out to protest, don't fall for the banana in the tailpipe. Wear your mask. Our people are dying faster and at higher rates from this virus. And no, we say no. We say we're going to get our bodies healthy so that we can fight back. Know that we love you. Know that we may not even know your name in this moment, but we love you because so much had to go right for you to be standing, walking, being where you are today. And we love you. And we are here for you. And all are welcome in the Girl Trek movement. It's for you, sisters. It's for you. So today... Ella Jo. I just learned her name was Ella Jo. Ella Jo Baker. Definitely somebody named their daughter Ella Jo. Let's make that trend for 2020 babies. Okay, Ella <laughs> Jo Baker. <laughs> so great. So if you don't know about Ella Jo Baker, maybe you're one of our um, young truckers out there, or maybe you just don't know, which is half the problem, actually. If you don't know about Ella Jo Baker, it's because black women's labor is always undervalued and never celebrated. And so Ella Jo Baker was the architect was the godmother, the engineer, the mastermind of grassroots organizing. And along with women like Septima Clark, women like Fannie Lou Hamer, she not only um, kind of stood in the gap for people, but she was behind the scenes making it happen. There is no Martin Luther King without Ella Baker. There is no March on Washington without Ella Baker. There is no Selma. There is no SNCC. She was the founder of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, which means there ain't no Diane Nash. There ain't no Stokely. Carmichael. Ella Baker was the mother of the civil rights movement, period. 
Morgan, when you just did that. When you just did that list, literally, I was like, every black woman who's tuned into this call, y'all need to do your own, there would be no without me list. That's what we need to do today. Because when I tell you there would be no families, households, meals on the table, kids doing anything, protest, like we are holding it down. So actually, as you said that, I was thinking of like the rich fabric of our lives. And like, if you are doubting yourself today or thinking that you are not showing up, write your own, there would not be without me list. And I guarantee you, you will shock yourself. I love that as a call to action. I absolutely love it. Share it with us on social media. We read all your stories last night. And because you shared your stories last night, 10,000 more women joined us overnight. So keep sharing your stories. Mm. Keep putting it out there. Black History Boot Camp, hashtag Girl Trek, hashtag Daughters of. We are the Daughters of Ella Baker. And so let's get into it. Let's get into it. Vanessa, one time I saw somewhere on the Internet, I have not been able to find it, like some kind of a screen grab, it wasn't a screen back, grab back then, but a picture of her daily schedule. You know how like people used to write in books about yeah. their daily schedule? And it, yeah. when I tell you, it was like me with, we, me with Martin, me, <laughs> me with Starkly. It was just like, it was like a back, you know how we'd be back to back, it was back to back. To like double yeah. book. It was crazy. I, if anybody finds it on the internet, please tag me. I'm at Morgan Trex. I really want to find it again. And I was just thinking, I don't know, Mama Ella. <laughs> like, I don't Ooh. know, Vanessa. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how we sustain the movement if we have to sacrifice self-care for service. But she must yeah. have known something because she lived to be 83 years old and she was the most impactful woman, arguably, in our history. Well, let me tell you something. I actually think we know. No, I think we know. And even yesterday, this is a a perfect, I think we know. I think we know in our bones. I think we have to sit still with ourselves and reconnect, first of all, and reconnect with communities like this to learn, because I think Ella did know. So that's why I'm so glad people are on this call. Yesterday, and it was a hard day in Washington, D.C. yesterday, and I live only about nine blocks from the White House on right on the same street. So even from the street, you can see the sirens, the helicopters, the everything. But I spent maybe four, five hours laying in the grass in the sunshine just to get my mind right for am I showing up for the protest, am I not? And even in that moment, I was like, this is what I need to do. Like the sunshine hitting my face was what I needed to do in that moment. I think we have to, the knowing is in us, we have to ask ourselves, like, when do we feel like it? And you and I talk about, I think actually, Morgan, you're a perfect example of this. Like, when you're energized by something, you are energized by it, right? I'm a guess Ella was energized by her calendar. Like, I think she was like, I got to meet with these folks. And I think that if we're energized by something, we have endless, um, not endless energy, but a lot of energy. I think part of it is an audit check on, are you even energized by the things you are doing? And if not, start there with a don't do those things anymore. I think that's right. But, and I'm just going to be real because you're my friend and my sister. Yeah. Because while you were on the grass, I was working though. And I'm I'm saying like, I was, I'm energized by our work, but I'm exhausted. And I actually think that some people don't have the latitude or don't feel Mm -hmm. like they have the latitude. Because I didn't feel like I had a choice but to do the work yesterday because so many people are depending on me. And, like, I feel like there are women, there are mothers out there right now who, like, can't even take 30 minutes to go, like, go for a walk. And I'm saying, like, are they energized by being But I think that is the work. I think it is the work. I think we have to elevate it to the work. I think we have to say the work of caring for ourselves is work. 
And in the same way that we make negotiations with all sorts of people and things to do, jobs we don't want to do, to show up in places, I think we can do that for ourselves. I don't think it's easy. I don't think it's, um, there's not going to be sacrifices, but I do think that we can do that for ourselves if we consider ourselves to be as worthy of working on as we do other things. Yeah, I hear that. I'm still learning. I'm still learning yeah. if you well, all have me, ideas. Look, I have my computer, for the record. I have my, co- my computer. I did an interview. I wrote a paper. Like, no, no, I mean, I worked in the grass, too. But I actually, actually, it's funny. Oh, you that left that part was, out. <laughs> <laughs> you, no, that's good, Morgan. That's good. That's, somebody challenged me on this. It was like, what do we, can, can we not, shout out to Sandria in our community, Sandria Washington. She posted this quote months and months ago. But it, I, when I tell you I've been meditating on it, and it's a, it was a prayer. And all the part of the prayer I remember is, Lord, align me with the spirit of ease. So what I'm saying is I was sitting in my apartment doing the work. And I was like, but you could find some sunshine and do the work you could create space you could turn on the music you could turn off the tv you could so i just i think we can find ease a little bit more i don't think we have to align with struggle as much in our day-to-day lives i think we need to align with struggle outside that's why actually in our day-to-day lives i think we have to force ourselves to look for the ease i'm saying this as a person who aligns herself with struggle every day i don't even believe you can have good outcomes without putting it all on the line but i think i'm telling myself a false narrative I think I'm lying to myself. I hope I'm lying to myself because I, I actually can't sustain it. And I feel like, yeah, I would, I would not make it. And I don't want us to not make it, Morgan. I don't want us to be the co-founders of Girl Trek and be dead at 59 years old because we didn't know we were talking about Ella Baker but didn't know where to draw the line. No, we were supposed to talk about Nina Simone today, and I watched her documentary yeah. all last night to prepare for the conversation, and I couldn't talk about her because she literally gave her sanity for the struggle. She literally went to the edge every single time to narrate our struggle, and I'm saying she lost her mind, and she had mental illness the whole time, Like, but who the hell can stay sane when the whole, all, yeah. the sta- all the chips are stacked against you? So I'm saying like, I needed to look for Ella Baker who lived to be 83 and I found it so fascinating. She died on her birthday. I was like, she even controlled her death. She was just like, all right, I'm going to make it one more day. December <laughs> 13th of my birthday. And then I'm going to go ahead and let go. She was so dope with it. And I feel like life is that. It is such a discipline of being in your zone. And it's one of the things I, the reasons I was pushing back because I actually think that this notion of laying in the grass, right, or painting your nail, like this whole like leisure time is not possible when you are when you are literally fighting against systems of oppression. I think that you can do your work in the grass. That's why I said that's an important detail that you left out. I think you can do your work in the grass. I think you well, can Morgan, start to find the true? space. I black don't know. I'm trying to Black get to cookouts it. for the last hundred years. Black cookouts in the grass for the last hundred years. I feel like no, we we got a model and a blueprint for how to do it. I like that's what I, I think. Like my grandparents were janitors, and they and they worked so hard. And my grandmother had eleven kids, and all the eleven kids were the employees. God bless the labor unions weren't going after her for her janitor service. But I'm saying like, and so their only outlet actually was to be so intentional about we would drive down, I grew up in Seattle, and we would drive down to Lake Washington, put our blankets out, have a, a bag of white bread and some salami, and we would have sandwiches out there. And it was like, we didn't have a lot, but we, but they made space for that because it's like, we will suffocate. I do not think it is easy. I'm actually suggesting that we create a new paradigm where it is possible. 
So I just want to say that. Yeah. I do no, no, not no, no, believe no. it's easy. Yeah. No, trust me. I'm out for a walk now. I'm creating that paradigm. That's what this work is. I am just speaking up for the women who have a hard time doing it because I think oftentimes it, it, it sounds or pe- it, it feels like judgment when you can't find space to live. It feels like yeah. we'll just do it. Does it does feel like and judgment. I, but let me tell you, yeah. self-care, it starts with us being not concerned with what other people think about us. I'm going to tell you that right now. And I'm struggling with that. I mean, look, we're all struggling with everything every damn day for the record, y'all. I ain't got an answer to nothing that needs to do Morgan, but we can try it. But, but I do think that that, like, are people seeing me go to the protests or not? Are people seeing me post on social media or not? Will people think I'm in the grass, think I'm late? I think that is a real, real thing that is happening right now. And I'm grateful that we're talking about it because I think we have to let some of that judgment go of ourselves, which is mainly where it's coming from, and then projecting it onto others when we are bitter or angry or upset or whatever, that other people are not doing what we are doing. I think there's a lot of that there, if we're being honest. Yeah, except for to, to whom much is given, much is expected. And I feel like, and yeah. I'm, I'm only, I'm only um, positioning my side of the argument. Clearly, I lead the yeah. largest health organization in the country. But I, I want to speak for the women who need um, real instruction and who have pushback and yeah. who have like a guttural reaction to it. And I, I many days do feel overworked and under, under celebrated like Ella Baker. It's the reason people don't know her name. She worked her ass off to build a civil rights movement that we benefit from directly every day and people still don't know her name. And I know that there are Ella Bakers all across this country who are, who don't feel like, um, who don't feel like it's optional and are not concerned, or maybe they're concerned with the judgment of others, but it's because they have a lot to give. It's because they have capacity. They have a job. They might have a degree. Somebody needs some money in their bank account. Somebody needs, you know, the cash app. Somebody needs this. The kids need this. This Your, your, your cousin needs somebody to babysit. I mean, it's just like endless lists of actual to-dos, not prefers, but actual to-dos too much for your time. So I, So what I am asking people to do what I am asking myself to do is to focus on what is absolutely necessary and to focus on what is not necessary. And Vanessa, I agree, making yourself necessary, making your life necessary. It's why I love Girl Trek, because 30 minutes a day is about all I can budget some days. And that's just the truth. Mm-hmm. That's just mm-hmm. the truth. And maybe it's a worker's mindset because I come from a line of, of women who were workers. And maybe that was baked into me. Maybe I, you know, I learned that with my mother's milk, as Audre Lorde said. But I like work yeah. hard for my people because I love our people and we are oppressed and we are and systems are trying to kill us and choke us out every day. And I don't feel like I always have the luxury to rest. Yeah, I want. Yeah, I hear you. I don't. Yeah. I hear you. I think we have to do it. I don't, I just, it's just where it's like, I don't feel like we have the luxury either. Um, I don't even know if luxury is the word, but I feel like we just, we have learned from our history. This is one thing we've also learned from our foremothers is that they die too soon, right? That they yeah, have yeah. laid their lives down the lines. And so I want to, I want to pass the baton. I want to pick up the baton from them. I want to do the good work. I want to be in the good fight. I want to strategize. I want to organize. I want to be on the front lines at the protest, just like I was last night. But I also want to survive. Live. And I you wish, want to live. Yeah, I want to live. Yeah. And I want you to live. I, that's, and I want you no. to live. And I want. Shit, I want to live. Like where? No. When yeah. Because I need you Fanny, and you need me. And we needed Ella Baker. Yes. We needed Fannie Lohamer. Yeah, we need these women. 
We need each other. Well, Fannie Lou, for those, listen, Fannie Lou Hamer died at 59 years old and her body was just riddled with disease, just cancer, just heart disease, just all sorts of things. And I'm saying we now know that that direct stress, that physical stress, emotional stress leads to that. Mm -hmm. So maybe let's make a pact right here, everybody on the phone, everybody on the phone that let's just start with 30 minutes of letting the stress go. And then let's maybe try to expand that space to a little bit more every single day and then try to let that ease just eke into like our day-to-day activities, our conversations, the gentleness that we, that we show ourselves, the gentleness that we show each other. Like I'm game. If y'all game, let, let's use this 21 days as it was intended as a boot camp, as a physical training to resist the pressures that have come to kill you. Because also like said, we were never meant to. Yeah. No, I hear you, sis. I hear you. I um, are you there, Morgan? Um, while Morgan's coming back, I or maybe it's me. Good Lord, y'all. Maybe the look. Somebody's listening in our walk and talk. I hope. Welcome to the walk and talk, y'all. I um was thinking about Ella Baker and I was thinking about exactly what Morgan is saying about aligning with ease. And one suggestion I would have for everyone on the call, and this is what happened to me yesterday and how I actually ended up on the grass as a daily practice. Sometimes it's a minute by minute practice or an hour by hour practice. I actually ask myself out loud, is there an opportunity to find ease? in this conversation, in this, in this moment, I asked myself, is there an opportunity for ease when I'm in, I was in an argument with someone yesterday and I just literally was like, is there an opportunity for ease as I was doing my work? Sometimes there isn't, but if you ask yourself this, that mindful moment of asking yourself, is there an opportunity for me to find ease today in this moment, in this conversation? I think if you seek it out, I believe in God. I believe in the universe. I believe in the goodness is already there. I believe we are actually in this moment of walking and talking and protesting. We're just vibrating to a higher level of justice, of, of love that was already in the atmosphere, that was already there. That, that's what Ella Baker knew. She saw it. She saw it. She almost touched it. We can push it a little further and touch it. So that's what I hope for everyone, that you do find ease. And if you're struggling, one suggestion, literally ask yourself out loud, is there an opportunity for ease in this moment? I love that. I'm back. Mm-hmm. I'm back. Mm-hmm. The, the devil is busy. I want y'all to live is what mm-hmm. I was saying. I just want y'all to mm-hmm. live. I want <laughs> us all to live our healthiest. I mean, that is what the most radical thing we could do. Be like, oh, <laughs> We beat the system. Look, <laughs> we out here look. living happy. Listen, I loved what you just said. Is there an opportunity for ease in this moment? One of the things that was so helpful to me about, hmm, it's probably like eight or nine years ago. Um, I mean, this has been a long struggle for me, like trying to find space in my life to, to just find the light. It's just, it's been hard. It's been hard. And I feel like I am practiced at it and every day I get to do it. And I feel really grateful for that. It's particularly hard and triggering. And I go back into warrior mode when times are hard for my people. But one of the things, the practices that helped me the most was when I was studying um, meditation and I was studying uh, a Tibetan monk named Pema Chodron. And she uh, leads this kind of meditation called loving kindness meditation. And it's a, it's not far off from what you were saying, but it is essentially 
um, using your breath to turn the moment around. So when you inhale, you inhale any pain, the people around you, the man who just walked by Vanessa Cuss, any, you inhale any of that and you exhale what you think they need. <sighs> Peace and healing and love and light. And you inhale again. And you exhale what everyone around you needs, including your sisters right next to you, the people you love, the people who are easy to love, who bring smiles to your face, who may be struggling every day, who may be struggling especially now. You just breathe life into them. And there's something about the, the ability to show compassion and connect with others that actually makes it kind of spill back on you in this beautiful, beautiful way. And if nothing else, it reminds you to breathe. And I remember I used to be a school administrator and I remember parents used to come in just hot. I mean, hot off. You know how y'all be just mad. And like some teachers or something, they, they weren't mad at me because listen, cause I love the parents. But you know, they came in and they was like, I mean, just firing off at me that kind of energy. And I would literally take one inhale and try to just breathe in any anxiety, any pain, any fear that she feels and just send out just radical love to her. And in one breath, I kid you not, the room would change. The room would change. I don't know if it was me that changed like physically or if it was, I don't know. So I just encourage you all to just practice breathing in the times when you feel tight and I will do yeah. the same. I will do the same. No, that breathing just helped me even right now. It just helped me. And I'm cracking up, Morgan, because speaking of Ella Baker, by the way, and organizing and when to know what to give to the movement or not, my text messages are blowing up. Because last month, Girl Trek was doing a walk and talk series where we shared our phone number with whoever organizer was out there. And we were like, call us, text us. And it's funny because even though these walk and talks or these conversations for this 21 days is just you and I, I'm so grateful that women have our phone numbers and we have had this conversation internally, like as we scale to a million women, we won't be able to have everybody's phone numbers, but I kind of wish we could. I kind of wish I kind my hope for Girl Trek, my hope for us organizing in the spirit of Ella Baker is that the level of organizing we do touches women individually and that those women touch other women individually, that this is a movement of name calling where we know each other by a first name, a movement of celebration because we see you, sister, and I've seen your struggle for months and see your celebration. A, a movement and of organizing where it's a pass a phone number because a sister is in need and I want to be a lifeline. Like I love, love, love that level of organizing that we do in Girl Trek. I do too. And one thing we can all do maybe as um, another easy action step is if you posted about this Black History Boot Camp or you invited your cousin or someone put a call into her today and just say, call Hey, sister, checking on yes. you. do you need help? Yes. Put a call in or drop your number out for people to call you if they need anything. Cause I actually think talking to each other is such a powerful, powerful thing to do right now. Um, speaking of grassroots organizing, one thing I thought we could do um, using our hashtag daughters of, of in the spirit of Ella Baker is we can start supporting grassroots movements who are out here. And so, um, yeah. 
one of the things I want to do is donate some money to a grassroots, some of my own money to a grassroots organization who's out here making it work. And so, I mean, we like collective action really matters now. And so if you know of a grassroots organization that like the world should know about, tweet it using hashtag daughters of, because there are people out there who have devoted just so much time and effort and love to building up movements to support our communities. And I just want to, con I want to make sure we're supporting her legacy in that way. Yes. Yes. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Yay, everybody. Well, listen to the playlist. It will get you through today. It'll get you through. What's today your favorite song on the playlist, Morgan? Before we go, tell people. I was looking at it this morning. I haven't listened to it all. Just tell people what's your favorite song you listen to on there so they could go and be ready to walk it out. Oh, you, you cut out for me. I don't know if you cut out for everybody else. Just repeat just in case. Oh, I was asking what's your favorite song on the playlist? Um, <laughs> well, the favorite song I took <laughs> off the playlist was a Kendrick Lamar song because uh -huh. it was just grimy. Uh, was because just it was like, like it couldn't be cussing in Ella Baker, right? Exactly. I was doing the Shirley Chisholm playlist last night, and I was like, Shirley going to be like, don't be coming through with all these cuss words. I was like, I got to give her like, song. Look. Yes, let me look at the playlist. I'm going to tell you what, what is my favorite song. Well, first of all, the payback. Yeah, right Dear now, Mama Tupac. Don't play. <laughs> yes, I yes, knew that was George. I'll put that on there for you. I knew it was George. It's classic. Um, I'm just saying, oh, but, shout out to Tupac and go back and listen to some of his YouTube because he was spitting some Ella Baker for y'all. And his and that's actually this was. Is beautiful. This is why I love it. Do you know why, though? Because he was the son of a, of a Feeney. That's because he was the son of a Feeney Shakur. So shout out to Tupac, yeah. but it was really his mama. It was really his mama. And that's why it we was. have a niece called, because our mamas have taught us, our mamas have ingrained in us, and we have to go back and remember every single one of those common sense lessons, those big picture lessons, those spiritual lessons, those organizing lessons, like get your book out and start taking notes and keeping track and go back and be like, remember when she said this? Remember, like we need a memory book of all the good things our, the women in our lives have said to us, and we need to reference that and hold it in our back pocket. Oh, I have an idea. We could use a hashtag called Daughters of... See, this is ignorant. I'm going to... Use a hashtag called Daughters of the Catalog, those self-care speakers. That's <laughs> ignorant, too. Yeah, so it is, but yes. <laughs> my, um, my favorite song is... Um, it's actually a Nina Simone song on there. It's called Funkier Than a Mosquito Tweeter. It's so good. It's just so funky. Mm. But what the one song I want everybody to listen to on that playlist is Glory. Because Ella Baker actually was so mm. instrumental in Selma. She was so instrumental. And there's mm. something about that version of that song that just came out with that movie that I think is really, really spiritual. So shout out to John Legend and Common. I thought it was a really spiritual glory. So, um, so please listen to that today. We love you all. It's 30 minutes. Yeah. Congratulations. You've done your walk for today. We will see you tomorrow. Please spread the word. Bye, everyone. Morgan, are we closing out with Ella Baker's speech? China was. Oh, we can. Let's go, real time. Yeah. So let's go, China. Yeah. If you got it, yeah, do let's it. Try. If not, we love y'all. Have a great day. The link is in the email. If not, see you later. You too. Bye. Bye. Ancestors in the struggle for human dignity and freedom. I am here to represent the struggle that has gone on for 300 or more years.
a struggle to be recognized as citizens in a country in which we were born. I have had about 40 or 50 years of struggle ever since a little boy on the streets of Norfolk called me a nigger. I struck him back and then I had to learn I had to learn that hitting back with my fist, one individual was not enough. It takes organization. It takes dedication. It takes the willingness to stand by and do what has to be done when it has to be done. It has to A nice gathering like today is not enough. You have to go back and reach out to your neighbors who don't speak to you. And you have to reach out to your friends who think they are making it good and get them to understand that they as well as you and I cannot be free in America or anywhere else where there is capitalism and imperialism until, 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 until we can get people to recognize that they themselves have to make the struggle and have to make the fight for freedom every day in the year, every year, until they win it. Thank you.